0: morning, Love and Truth. I say good morning, Love and Truth. Man, I'm so glad you guys are here. Are you glad you're here? Was worship not awesome? I'm telling you, you know what? Really? <laughs> Was worship not awesome? Come on. And you know what? You guys are the brave crowd because the 9 o'clock service, they didn't have to swim to get here. You guys had to swim to get here, and we're so glad that you're here. And we fully believe that today is your day and God is changing something in your life. And if you're just checking in with us for the first time today, you've missed an amazing series. Pastor Eddie has been preaching on shaping your tomorrow, and he is actually in Arizona filling in for Pastor Phil Goldsberry. So I have the honor of wrapping up this series, and if you haven't heard any of the other messages before today, let me just encourage you, go out and get the CDs from the past few weeks. It's been good, right folks? Yeah, it's been good. It's been challenging and it will help you shape your tomorrow. And so if you're just tuning in, um, the first Sunday, Pastor Eddie talked about the importance of our seeds and, and how sometimes as believers we can, we can get sin conscious, but we have to remember that Jesus Christ on the cross has already taken care of our sin. The sin that we committed, the sin that we will do, has already been taken care of. But what we have to be mindful of as believers is that our actions and our words are actually seeds that we plant. That we will have um, a harvest later on. And we will have a consequence, either negative or positive, based on our actions and our words. So we need to be mindful of the seeds that we're planting. Then the second week, he talked about dreams, just right on the hill of celebrating what Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did, not being an elected official of of, of any sort, but he had a dream way back then that has since changed the face of our country. And Pastor challenged us that if God has given us a God-given dream, that we need to continue to pursue it passionately. And then he talked about relationships on the third week, how our relationships either propel us forward or bring us down, and we need to be really, really, really intentional who we allow to speak into our life and influence our life. And that used to be something that that I I used to preach as a youth pastor, but you know what? I'm realizing as an adult, our friends influence us just as much as they did when we're teenagers, right? And so we need to be very mindful and intentional of the people that we have relationships with. And then last week, Pastor talked about our constant companions, our habits that are always there. And sometimes we do things just out of habit without even really thinking about it. How you drive to work, how you get up in the morning, brush your teeth, put on your clothes. All these things become habits. But then there are also some habits that we need to deal with. And he says a lot of times we spend more time focusing on the bad things that we're doing, and we need to focus on the good things that we need to be doing. Amen? And so today I'm gonna to wrap up this series in talking about setting your direction with personal values because our personal values set the direction that we're gonna go. And, and the best way I could kind of think about this when I was preparing this message is, when I was a kid, seven, eight, nine years old, um, we, would, we would take trips and, and go on vacation and do road trips and those kind of things. And at the time, I was growing up in a small, just it wasn't even a town, it was, it was like a village maybe, I don't know, it was in, in Mickey, Tennessee, and you had to drive just hours to get anywhere. And I remember being in the back seat, and my dad would leave, and we would go to the mountains or Florida, and I was just always so amazed at how my dad knew where he was going and knew how to get there. And then I remember thinking, man, I can't wait till I'm a dad and my kids are amazed because I know how to drive and I know how to get where I'm going and I know how to make the turns. And then I realized once I became an adult, I'm not too good at that, even with all the help of MapQuest and GPS and cell phones and all that. And, And what I realized is that what my dad would do the night before is he would get out the Randall McNally map, you know, those big things that they change every year and update, that, that him and mom would get that out and they would essentially what they would do is set the values for the trip. They would decide whether or not we were going to take the scenic route, whether we were, we were going to take highways, interstate, toll roads, what time we were going to leave, when we were going to stop, and what time we were going to get there. And they were setting values for the trip. And today you can just type it in and it tells you where to go. I love it. You just turn left and you turn left. You don't have to read and all that kind of stuff. And we spend time setting values and and setting up the path for vacations and for trips. But even more importantly, we need to spend time setting up values and directions for our life. And so we're gonna talk about setting our personal values. And and if you're taking notes, which I hope you are, let me just give you kind of a brief definition of what I think a personal value is. A personal value is an individual's mission, it's what they're about, it's their beliefs, it's what's important to them, Um, it's their convictions and their person, I'm sorry, philosophies on life. And really, if you think about it, it's, it's an intrinsic, internal motivation that you can't really put your hands on, but it produces a tangible result in life. That if you follow these certain values, eventually you will have what you want to have, most of the time, and get to where you're going. And so let's open up our Bibles, or get out our iPads, cell phones, and turn to Proverbs chapter 4. We're going to look at a few passages of Scripture here. And Proverbs, if you don't know, um, was written by a guy named Solomon, who was probably the wisest man that ever lived. And so he wrote Proverbs and Ecclesiastes as kind of some some landmarks and some advice um, for us to follow and for his son to follow. And so if you look in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, he starts out saying this. He says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Anybody ever said that around their house? Boy, you better listen to me. Girl, you better listen to me. And so that's what Solomon is saying. Listen, boy. Listen to what I'm about to say. And so he says, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to the whole body. And verse 23 is very important. It says, guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. And if you have a Bible open or you've got your iPad, that needs to be highlighted, that needs to be circled, put a star beside it. We're going to come back to it, but that's a very important verse in the life of a believer. Guard your heart above all else. Verse 24 says, avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked keep your feet from following evil. And so we're going to break these passages of the scriptures down. So let's jump back up to verse 23. It says, guard your heart above what else? All else. Guard your heart above all else. But we're talking about personal values. What, what do your personal values have to do with your heart? Well, you see, in the Old Testament, the heart is kind of the illustration. It's, it's the center Um, that represents all of our thinking, all of our emotion, all of our reasoning. And it's kind of the battleground um, for the battle between righteousness and unrighteousness, good and evil, wisdom and foolishness. All that kind of takes place within this this area of the heart. And Jesus talked about this a lot in his teachings in the New Testament. And in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, he says this about the heart. He says, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And let's talk about this word treasury just for a moment. This word treasury, if, if, if you have a treasury, it is a place to where you put the things that are most valuable to you. A bank is a treasury, a safe in your house. Those of you guys that, that, that hunt, you have a gun safe where you put those things and keep them safe. We put our money in a bank to keep it safe. But the thing about a treasury is you can only get out what you put in. That's why Jesus is saying this. A good person produces good things out of the treasury of a good heart. So you can only get in or get out what you put in. If you go to a bank and you put in $5,000, guess what you can get out tomorrow? $5,000. You can put in $5,000 and go back tomorrow or the next day and say, hey, I want my $5,000. But you go tomorrow and you put in $5 and you go back on Friday and say, hey, I want my $5,000. Are you going to get $5,000? No, because you didn't put... Now, if you have like a gun and a ski mask, you know, you might can, but you're not going to like the outcome of that. But you're only going to get in, get out what you put in. And so that's how a treasury works. And Jesus is saying that it's the same way with our heart. Our heart is a treasury for our values, for the for the um, intangible kind of um, internal motivators that we have. We're only going to get out of our heart what we put in it. And so we have to be careful. Going back to what Solomon is saying, he's saying, listen, son, you have to guard what you put in your heart because what you put in your heart is what you're going to get out of your heart. And what comes out of your heart is what's going to direct the course of your life. So we need to be careful what we put in our heart. Because that is going to come out. Our personal values influence, you know, if you think back to, to the rest of this series from the beginning to last week, our personal values actually influence every other part of our life. Our personal values, what is important to us, what motivates us, influence our actions and our words and the seeds that we plant. So our values influence what we harvest. Our values influence what we dream about, what we want to do in life. Our values influence our relationships, because hopefully you're not going to be in a relationship with someone who has different values than you. Our values influence our habits, because what's important to you, you're going to repeat over and over and over again. And so we need to be very um, intentional on what our values are. And you can look at a person's life. You can see it every day of the week on the news, just in relationships with people. You can see them being successful or unsuccessful based on the values that they hold in life, based on their philosophies, based on their convictions, based on their personal mission. Um, They become a success or a failure based on that. And your values are going to be chosen either intentionally or unintentionally. How many of you know people who just kind of float through life? You don't have to raise your hand because you might be sitting close to them, okay? Just kind of float through life, and whatever happens, that's what they do. There are people that I went to high school with that that just kind of went with the crowd and and went with the flow. And, and, And you think at some point that changes, but unless you're intentional and on purpose begin to change and choose your values, you're going to keep going in that direction. And if you're not intentional about choosing your values and being very specific on your values, then you're going to lead a life of destruction. But if you are intentional and choose your values on purpose, then you're going to lead a life of direction, and your path is going to be laid for you. Write this down. You set your values. You set your values. Your values mark your path, and your path shapes your tomorrow. So it starts with your values. So here's what we wanna do today. We wanna help you set up the path that God wants for you. We wanna help you set up the path that God wants for you to lead you to the tomorrow that he had planned out, scripture tells us, before you were even born. Before he even knew you, he had the days of your life laid out. And so before he even knew you, he had plans for you. But there's a path that we have to walk in order to get to that place, amen? And our path is marked by our values. Let's look at the scripture that, that Solomon says. He, says. he says this, look straight ahead and fix your eyes, fix your eyes on what lies before you. When you look straight ahead and you're walking, you pick a mark and you set a mark that you're going to walk towards. That you're going to walk towards. So what we have to do is we have to identify our values. First thing you have to do is identify your values. Let me tell you the easiest way to do that. Find your best friend or your worst enemy and ask them to sit down with you and say, I want you to tell me by looking at my life, what would you say is important to me? What would you say are my philosophies? What, are you, what would you say are my personal convictions? What would you say is important to me? Now for some of you, in order to be able to hear what you wanna hear, you might have to take them to Outback and butter them up a little bit. So they say, you know what, you're just such a great friend. You know, I really appreciate this meal. For some of us, we may not like what we hear, and so we avoid that conversation. So let me give you some ways you can do that on your own. Take a look at your checkbook. Take a look at your spending habits. Scripture tells us that where our treasures are, where is our heart. It's there with the treasures. So if you want to know what's important to you, take a look at what you're spending. Are you spending your money all on yourself, on material things that that after a year they're either broke or you forget where they are? Happens all the time. are you spending your money wisely, sharing with others? Are you just saving it and hoarding it just for yourself? Or are you investing in the kingdom where the return is greater than anything that you'll have on this earth? Where are you spending your money? Second thing is you gotta check out your schedule. Look at your calendar, where are you spending your time? Because you're gonna spend the majority of your time doing what you enjoy. Now I understand, you know, if you look at 24 hours, you've got certain blocks of time. Eight hours of sleep, right? If you don't have kids, you get to sleep a lot longer. If you've got a newborn, you might get three or four hours on a good night, amen? So we know we're gonna sleep some, we're gonna work some, but what about all that in-between time? All that free time, all that extra time, how are you spending it? Are you spending it on Facebook? I know that catches a lot of people. It catches me. I just have to delete it all off my phone. Are you spending it, you know, um, in things that are going to matter? Are you spending it with your family? Are you spending it working overtime when you've already got enough right now? But where is your time going? Because where your time is going, that's what's going to be most important to you. Now, now this next one's kind of difficult. Listen to your conversation when you talk to people. Listen to your conversation when you talk to people and how you talk about people, and who you talk about. What, are you talking about yourself all the time? Are you talking about the stuff that you want, the stuff that you need, the stuff that you got, the stuff you don't got? Are you talking about so-and-so and what he's doing, what she's doing, what she ain't doing, who they're doing it with, ain't doing it with? What's your conversation like? Another scripture, another time Jesus says, you know, right after he says an evil person brings out evil things out of the treasure of an evil heart, at the end of that he says out of the abundance of the heart, what does a mouth do? The mouth speaks, so you want to know what's important to you, what's valuable to you. Listen to your conversations, and I know that's going to be tough. And, and, and here's, here's one thing that may happen. See, a lot of times, I don't know if you've ever filled out these personality surveys or ever done anything like that, and, and, and you're filling it out, and, and you wind up really marking answers of the type of person that you want to be. Or that you hope that you are and so as you're looking at your at your spending as you're looking at your time and you're looking at your conversations and you're talking to people they may be telling you things that are important to you that you didn't think were and you may be thinking well I thought I had all these values right here but then you get a reality check anybody ever had a reality check that puts you in your spot real quick but we need those from time to time. So when things don't line up, if you want your values to be one way, but in reality they're another, what do you have to do? You have to change. You have to change. Verse 26 says this, mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on that path. The second thing you have to do is you have to implement your values. You have to implement your values. You have to put it into practice. The scripture says mark out a straight path for your feet And stay on it. This is what we have to do. We have to mark it out. Say mark it out. out. And walk walk it out. Mark it out and walk it out. A lot of times we just want to mark it out and say, man, that would be great if we made it there. But we don't ever really want to take the initiative to walk it out. Because in order to walk it out, it's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some changing some things in our life to reach that point. And if you have a personal value that you want to accomplish or that you want to stand for, there are things in your life that you're going to have to do. There are some changes that you're going to have to make. You're going to have to make some changes about it. One of mine, I'll give you some of them as as we're doing this. I don't want you to steal mine. I want you to have your own. But one of my personal values is I want to honor my family in everything that I do. God's given me a beautiful family, a beautiful wife, two beautiful girls, and I want to make sure that in my life, that I honor my family that God's given me. And so because of that, one of, the, one of the, I guess, markers that I've set for my path is I will not be out of the house more than three times a week. I do my best, I do my best to try not to be out of the house more than three or four nights a week. So you know what? I'm at home with my family eating dinner because if I value my family, I'm gonna spend that time with them. Now listen to me, I understand that there are extenuating circumstances, and there are seasons where life is gonna get more crazy than what it normally is, right? That should be the exception to the rule, not the rule. If you're always saying, it's just a busy season right now, I can't be home. If you're always saying, it's just a busy season, I've got stuff to get done, then you know what? That's no longer the exception to the rule, that's the rule. And you have to make some changes. You have to implement, make sure this is what I value. You have to make some changes. The third thing we have to do is you have to inspect your values. You have to inspect your values. Verse 27 says this. And actually let's, let's, let's look at the back of uh, the, the last part of verse 26. It says, "Stay on the safe path." And then the very beginning of verse 27 says, don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Stay on the safe path and don't get sidetracked. You guys ever gotten lost before? Yeah. And a lot of times when you get lost and if you have a GPS and you're following it and you miss a turn, what does the GPS tell you to do? Turn around or it tells you to make the next turn, mine says recalculating. It's like, okay, I gotta figure out where you've taken us and I gotta figure out where we're going because you are lost, recalculating. And sometimes it takes it a minute, recalculating, recalculating, recalculating. And then finally it will tell me to either make a U-turn or make the next turn. And what the GPS is doing is it's inspecting where I'm at and making sure I'm going in the right direction. And so sometimes what we have to do is we have to stop we have to inspect where we're at and make sure we're still following the values that we've identified and the values that we've implemented. Do you know how, to, how, how a compass works? Which direction does a compass point? Where? One more time. North, all right. A compass points north. Do you know why it points north? The little pointer, I don't know what it's called, the needle is magnetized. And so it points towards the North Pole because the North Pole is magnetic. And no matter where you turn, turn this way, you can turn this way, that needle is going to continue to point north. But when you take a strong magnet and you pull it close to the compass, guess where that needle points? To the magnet. That needle gets distracted by the magnet. And so if you keep that magnet right there beside that compass and you try to you know, direct your path of where you're going, you're gonna be off path, because the compass is no longer pointing north, it's pointing towards the distraction. It's pointing towards the magnet. And so we're the same way. When we set these values, essentially what we're doing is we're setting an internal, a moral compass to point in one direction. And every decision and every turn we make is gonna be based on where our internal compass is pointing. And if we're not careful, and we don't take time to inspect, where we're at and recalculate, then we're gonna be going in the wrong direction. So I want you to think, you know, what magnets, what distractions have you allowed into your life to pull your moral compass, to pull your value compass off and pointing you in the, right, in, in the wrong direction? And, and it, it happens ever so easily. You know, scripture tells us that it's, it's the small foxes that destroys the vineyards, and it happens a little bit over time. And if you think about it in the news, most, most recently there was um, Lance Armstrong. You guys have been following that, right? And everything that's, that's went on. You know, I'm sure in life at some point he had personal values of integrity and honesty, but he also had personal values of being a great athlete and being successful. And what happened is he allowed the, the, the value and the priority of being successful and a great athlete to overshadow the value of being a person of integrity and, and, and a person of honesty. See, one of the things that, that we can't do is we can't sacrifice one value in order to attain another. I told you you know, one of my values is I wanna honor my family. Another one of my values as a pastor is I, I, I wanna see people developed, I wanna see people grow in their relationship with Christ, but I'm not gonna do that at the expense of my family suffering. And so you need, to, you need to take some time. You need to ex- in, inspect your values, recalculate, and see which directions you need to turn because your values affect other people. If you think about all the people in, in, in Lance's life who has been impacted and has been affected by his lack of values and, and, and lack of following through on these values. It's a multitude. Our values affect other people besides just ourselves. Which leads me to the last point. And Solomon Solomon says this, he says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. And so he's talking to his son, he's saying, listen, son, pay attention. And about a year and a half ago or so, um, I'd come up to a red light and my girls are always in my back seat you know, they're either, they're either playing, fighting, or sleeping. You know, really love it when they're sleeping. It's, it's, it's fun when they're playing, fighting, not, you know, it's one of those things, I will pull this car around. My parents used to say that, I was like, why do you say that, that's just so dumb, no you're not. And you know what, 30 years later, guess what I'm doing? <laughs> Saying the same thing. And so I was stopped at this red light and, and I adjusted my mirror, my rearview mirror, so I could see in the back seat and my girls were sleeping at this point. And they were so peaceful and just so cute. And and I had this thought that at some point, they're no longer gonna be in my backseat. At some point, they're gonna grow up and they're gonna be driving their own car. And then at some point in their life, a long time from now after they're married, they're gonna have their kids in their backseat. And I realized that not only am I driving my kids in the car, but I'm also driving them and leading them in life. And how I lead them in life and how I drive them is how they're gonna drive and how they're gonna lead when they're in the driver's seat of their car and they're leading their family. And so I I got to thinking, man, you know, when I was a kid, I used to think my dad is just an awesome driver, but now as an adult, I think, man, my dad is just an awesome man. And I learned a lot from him. And I used to think, man, I can't wait till my kids think dad is just an awesome driver, but I don't want them to think that so much. I want them to say dad loved God. Dad treated my mom with respect. Dad made time. He spent his money wisely. He had values that I can believe in. And so not only do your values affect you, but they affect other people. And that's why this last point, instill your values in your kids. Whether you have kids now, have had kids, or or you know what, you may not have kids or ever want kids. That's okay. There are people in your life that you're going to influence and your values need to be instilled in their life. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 through 7 says this, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children when you're on the road and when you're at home, when you're waking up And when you're going to bed, it's something that we have to constantly be doing in raising up the next generation, instilling the right values in them. Because you know what? There's a world out there that wants to instill the wrong values in them. And it's up to us as moms and dads, as grandparents, as aunts and uncles, as friends, as a church body to make sure we instill the right values that keep them on the right path because those little eyes are watching us. And um, you guys know who CeeLo is? CeeLo Green, If you watch The Voice at all? He had a song called Surprise, and, and the lyrics went something like this, that when little ones are watching us, you can make believe that I'm blind and for now I'll be just fine. But when the child grows up to have more than just your eyes, don't be surprised. Because little eyes are always watching us. And yes, our kids may grow up to look like us, but you know what? Our kids will grow up to act like us. And so for those of you that are parents, I want to ask you, what are you you teaching your kids? What values are you passing on to your kids? Because let me tell you this, you are shaping more than just your tomorrow by the values that you have. You're shaping the tomorrow of your kids, your nieces and nephews, and you're also shaping the tomorrow of their kids and their kids because the kingdom of God works on a generational concept. It's passed on from one generation to the next generation. And so I'm going to give you guys some homework. Is that okay? Gave you four things to do to identify your values, implement your values, inspect your values, and then instill your values. This week at some point, this week what I want you to do is I want you to sit down with your spouse, best friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, worst enemy, and I want you to decide what's important in your life. Decide what's important in your life because your values are going to set the course. And then those of you that do have little ones in your backseat today when you get in the car to drive home, I want you to take a look. I want you to adjust that rearview mirror and I want you to look at those little ones back there, all sweet and just starving for some food. They're, they're still sweet. They're hungry. Can we go eat? Where are we going to eat? You're going to start that whole conversation. But before you do, adjust that rearview mirror and look at them and, and realize that they're following you wherever that you lead them and just say a prayer over them. Amen? Would you close your eyes and bow your head? You know, we just don't want to give you a good message to go out and lead this week, and and that's important, but the most important thing that we're about here at Love and Truth Church is change lives, and and we believe that the one who changes lives is Jesus Christ, and we believe that the way our lives are changed is through a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you know, Scripture tells us that all those who are in Christ are a new creation, that everything that is old is passed away and everything is made new. And some of you maybe came in here today struggling in some areas and, and your, your values are a wreck, your home is a wreck, and there's, there's, there's only one thing that can put that all back together, and it's a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you hear nothing else today, I want you to hear the fact that Jesus loves you. He wants you to be in relationship with Him. He accepts you just the way that you are. But He also loves you enough not to leave you the way that you are. And if you're here and you need that relationship with God, here's here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your hand up and then put it right back down. I see your hands over in the risers to the right. The risers in the middle. Amen. The riser's in the middle. I see your hand on the front. Just another moment. You've heard pastors say this. It's, it's not the raising of your hand that, that helps you be saved or gets you saved, but it's confessing with your mouth and believing in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again. And that's... That's how you're saved. And we do that by, by praying, not by repeating the words of a, of, of a guy with a microphone, by, but by praying the words out of our heart and just saying, Lord, I love you. Jesus, I've messed up, but I'm asking you to help me get my life in order. I believe that your son died, that he was buried and he rose again so that we could live eternally with you. And so as I pray, just pray something like that. And, and, and it starts today. And when you walk out these doors, you're not the same person as you walked in because all the old is gone and all things are made new. So, Father, we come to you today. And, God, I thank you so much for everyone that is here in this house. And, God, we pray that lives were changed today. And, God, we pray that relationships have been put back together. God, I pray that those who raised their hand, God, that right now where they're sitting that they are praying a prayer and making a commitment, God, that is going to change their life forever. God, that they're going to walk out of here, that new creation, that new person, that that all the guilt and shame from their past is left and covered under the blood, and that they walk out in this new life and this new tomorrow that you have for them. And God, for those of us who who need to take a look at our values so that we can reach that destination that you have for us. God, help us to be diligent, God, and intentional about what you want for our life, to make the changes that we need to, God, to to make sure that we instill in our children the values that we want, not just for them, but for generations to come. God, to instill the values not not just in our children, but in our, our nieces and nephews and in all those that we're in relationship with so that we can see their lives changed. And so, Father, we just thank you for this day, God, and the opportunity to be in your house. And it's in your son's name we pray, in the name that's above every name, and that name is Jesus Christ, and all God's people said, Amen. amen.